You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to FPEA Connects. Today's host is Suzanne Nunn. Suzanne is an active homeschool mom serving homeschool families in both her local community and across the state. She also serves as chairman of FPEA, Florida's statewide homeschooling association. FPEA serves thousands of homeschool families in Florida, delivering a wealth of support, guidance, and information to both new and longtime home educators. Please join us as we seek to encourage you in your homeschool journey and help you stay connected to all things homeschooling in the Sunshine State. Welcome to episode number 57 of FPEA Connects. I'm Suzanne, and I'm so glad to have you joining in with us today as we talk about homeschooling together. Sharon and I are here together today. Hey, Sharon. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. Just great. Um, So let's catch up. I haven't seen you in a little while. I know. (laughs) What have you been up to around here? I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen you. Um, Well, we've been busy here working on STEM, so I've been busy doing that over the last few weeks, and we're so excited. I'm so excited. We're going this weekend, so that'll be fun. Yep. We have a great STEM conference coming up this weekend. If you've never been to one of our STEM conferences or haven't checked into it, Um, you should definitely follow us on our website and see about some of those extra events we have during the year because they're a lot, they're great. So what Um, are you doing? Well, you know what time of year it is for us. Oh yeah. The beginning of the school year. So that always means, you know, well, you're not homeschooling anymore. No. Right now. So you're kind (laughs) of done with that part. (laughs) I still am. And I've got, um, you know, my son who's 16 and my daughter who is 11 just starting middle school. Oh, wow. I'm not looking forward to that so much. <laughs> Girls in middle school. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of sad, though, because it's my last one that's kind of leaving elementary school and going to middle school. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, so we've been getting ready for school, mm-hmm. sorting through curriculum, going through, you know, planners, all of that kind of good stuff. Busy. Busy, 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 busy. So, Suzanne, have you had any epiphanies lately? I don't know if you would call it quite an epiphany, but definitely had some um, moments of contemplation and consideration because it is kind of a different year for me having a high school student and a middle school student and no littles. So, um, you know, one of the things that I found myself contemplating was whether or not we were going to still have like a morning time basket and a morning time routine um, with each other. Um, so mornings. what is a morning time basket? What do you mean by that? A morning time basket? I've not ever heard that before. No. So, well, I know you do it as morning time routines. Oh, okay. Like you have one of those. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So basically, you know, when we started doing the morning time routine in our household, they didn't have morning time baskets and it wasn't called morning time. It was just what we did. Right. And, The basket comes in because it's kind of just useful to hold together the things that you're going to use during that time. But, um, you know, basically it was um, the purpose of the morning time is to spend time together doing things that are important Mm -hmm. with your kids. And it started when my kids were really young and um, we started with the purpose of devotion times and we would listen to music. I typically would pick classical music for them to listen to. Because I knew that was important. 
and um, then art. So I wanted to have time together that we could just kind of enjoy those peaceful and beautiful things. And it really kind of helped when they were younger to get them up and focused on the day ahead and kind of got the need for mommy time and cuddling and all that kind of out of the way in the morning. It's not that you need that out of the way, but you know, I mean, so you could get focused on the other things that you needed to do. Sort of like a warm up, Kind of. Yeah. And I, I'm not a morning person, so I needed it to Me wake either. up. <laughs> Me either. I needed to still wake up and get going, you right. know, so it was good for me in that sense. But, um, so it started with the need to just bring my kids together and have that time. But then it grew more into um, other activities mm -hmm. that we would do together. And I realized that there were some things that both of the kids could appreciate, even though there was a gap in their age. Mm -hmm. So I started using that time to teach certain things that you can teach to kids of multi-ages. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of other moms do that as well. Um, so we would work it into our, our day. And I see, I'm glad to see that there's a lot of buzz about morning time right now and about using the morning time baskets again in the homeschool community because I think it's so important. Mm -hmm. um, and I see more moms talking about it and, you know, writing about it. So I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about it today with our listeners. Yeah. So, like, what does your morning time look like? <clears throat> I mean, can you give us an yeah. idea of that? Yeah. Um, so for, I'll, first I'll go with what it looked like when we were little, when the kids were little. Uh-huh. Um, we used to have just, it was more of a, it was, it was a basket, but it wasn't a, you know, the kind of basket you might be envisioning in your mind. It was more like a pail that we had and we would keep flashcards mm -hmm. in there and flashcards were great because depending on what area my kids needed to focus on, whether it was sight words for my younger one and uh -huh. math facts for the older ones, we would just keep it in there and that's something quick and easy to do, sure. you know, in the mornings together. Um, I always would use some kind of devotional um, piece with them, whether it was just a storybook Bible or reading, you know, stories together. Mm -hmm. And I know this is going to sound funny, but coloring books were really good in the mornings because again, it got focused, I guess, focused, you know, attention uh -huh. um, for the kids to get going. Gets your creative juices going. It does. It really yeah. does. And then um, we use sticker books a lot. You know, the sticker books that you have, like, that have fashion from the 1800s or whatever. Yeah. So we would use those kinds of sticker books, depending on what the kids were interested in, whether it was automobiles or clothing. Uh -huh. And we would talk about history through that. Yeah, you know, a lot of great. the time. Yeah. Uh, we use jigsaw puzzles. We've used, uh, like I said before, classical music. And I used to take the kids to the library and let them pick out the CDs. Oh, fun. Um, you know, you did a lot of little Einstein, baby Einstein music yeah. <laughs> during some of those days. Um, art books that had, like, famous pictures. And we would even get the coloring books that had, um, you know, pictures of the famous art pieces that mm -hmm. they could color. Oh, fun. So that was a lot of fun for them. And we would use those. Um, lettering books, like doodling books that were that were good for the kids and then other things we would use like um i don't know how many people still even know what i'm talking about with these but ranger rick magazines they were great magazines for kids to look at nature and animals and you know all of those kinds of things and great pictures in them some fun little games for kids and that's just one example but there's a lot of good magazines like that that show nature um 
and just have great pictures that kids like to look at. And then another key thing was character building. Mm-hmm. We wanted something that, you know, part of our morning time was working on some of those pieces of character and virtue that we wanted to instill in our kids. Mm-hmm. And um, so sometimes it was simply just reading like kids poetry that would teach lessons yeah. and teaching them the lessons and teaching them the poetry. Um, other times it was reading stories, you know, that had fables and things mm-hmm. like that. So, so that was kind of what it looked like when we were younger, mm-hmm. you know, with the kids and it was great and I loved it. And it was like my favorite time of the day. Yeah. So has it changed a lot going from, you know, younger to older, or do you, you know, there's some elements you still use like the character building or anything. Yeah. So I really thought that as my kids got older, we would outgrow it. Uh huh. And I think probably there's a lot of moms who would think that like, this is good to get the kids focused and it's fun right. to take the time to do it. And yet now I'm almost convinced that it's more important now than it was even, you know, or at least as important as it was when they were young, um, to have that time because the scheduled time that you know you're going to sit down with your kids who are middle school and high school age is really important time. They get really busy sometimes in the afternoons or with classes that they may be taking. And that scheduled time to just sit down and relax and focus and still do those important things. So we still use that time, um, to do devotions together and we still use that time to again don't laugh we color while we listen to classical music yeah (laughs) Yeah. or some days um you know we use that time to do journaling because Uh all of my kids now journal Mm -hmm. as long as long with along with me and so we'll use some time to do that uh we still use the time to listen to music Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not always classical Right. <laughs> but we do listen to music and we do um, still talk about some of the classics and some of the artwork. It's kind of the way we fit humanities uh-huh. and to still kind of expand their, you know, horizons and knowledge of that. Right. And we still use poetry. And this year I'm actually going to work some Shakespeare into the the poetry as well because both of my kids are involved in acting. And oh. so we're going to read some of the plays that way together. Um but, yeah, so it still is a very important time to me, and I couldn't quite break away from it. So I really wanted to make sure that we could make it useful for everyone on multiple levels, not just right. to not just relax and get focused. But, you know, I think I can't stress the importance of the time spent together right? and the time that you do get focused because you're more productive the rest of the day when right. you kind of, you know, have come together. So, how do you think that sounds? I like the I like <laughs> the idea that you're uh, learning with your kids, but they're still doing things independently. But it's a time that they're not only independently learning something; that all three of you are doing something together, whether it be the art or the you know devotional or something. That is nice because mm-hmm. then after that you can kind of they might go their own ways and do their own independent learning. Yeah, That's and it nice. still kind of encourages the idea of we're all lifelong learners. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think moms definitely can benefit from that. <laughs> I personally do something. I don't, my kids are grown, but I do have my own personal morning habits, if you will, or, mm-hmm. you know, 
things that I do personally, and I think it's great for adults to carry that into their life. Yeah. It helps you be a little more grounded or, you know, even if it's just brain dumping in a journal or something. Yeah. It's an important skill to know that you need to take the time to set aside. Right. To focus on just, um, you know, becoming focused and right. kind of like I said, you know, clearing your mind and everything else. But um, so I would suggest if you haven't, those of you who are listening, if you haven't made time to do mornings together with your kids, I'd highly suggest considering it. Try it this year with your kids, no matter their age. I really think that it can be utilized on multiple age levels. And I think you'll find that it becomes maybe the favorite part of your day. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is mine. You know, I right. kind of look forward to that sometimes. So I don't look forward to anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the rest of it looks real busy. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so that's our morning time. And again, I would suggest that if you have any ideas or, you know, we can, we can even pin some things on Pinterest to give people ideas about morning baskets, um, and morning time and how to utilize it. But yeah, we'd love for you to share some of your thoughts with us too. Um, so Sharon, Hey, I know we like to share books that we're reading. Have you been reading lately? I have. What's you got going? Um, recently I have been working my way through the Bible and I had, uh, gone through the New Testament rather quickly, which normally happens. So I was making an effort to actually go through the Old Testament, which for me is a little harder Mm. to get into. But um, so I've been reading through that. I'm kind of in the book of Samuel right now. So I'm not reading any books books right now because I was kind of trying to do that. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's always good. It It is. is. So what about you? What are you doing? Well, you know, um, like I said, with my my mind kind of in preparing for this coming year, I have uh, one going to be a junior and one going into middle school. So a lot of my thoughts have been directed towards um, high schooling and Uh finishing well and doing all those things that we need to do to prepare them for, you know, the next phase of life. So, um, two of my favorite books, and these are both rereads, and I read them in chunks sometimes, but um, Celebrate High School by Cheryl Bastian, mm-hmm. and then Piecing Together the High School Puzzle by Joanne Mastronicola. Yeah. Um, both of those books have been great for me while I've been preparing um, my son to get ready for high school, and now I'm still using them to go back and look at, you know, how it can help me with my middle school child <laughs> this year. Yeah, so, those are both really great books. They're great books. I would highly suggest them for anybody that's got a child middle and high school age because you can't start thinking about some of that stuff early enough, um, you know, sometimes not to get anxious about it, certainly, right. but it helps to know what you need to plan for ahead sometimes. Right. So, so that's good. But I just want to say thank you for joining us today, those of you who are listening in. And I just want to encourage you, if you're considering homeschooling um, or maybe you're already fully engaged in homeschooling, just remember this. FPA is your source for all of your Florida homeschooling needs. And you can check out our website, www.fpa.com, for exciting opportunities like our STEM conference and some valuable resources. Uh, Also, follow us on Twitter. Facebook, Pinterest, or Instagram for some other great tidbits and resources that are sure to help you as you create your customized homeschool journey. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. 
You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.